Welcome to episode 13 of That Teacher Podcast. In this episode, we will explore how teachers can provide opportunities for students to engage in problem solving. When it comes to problem solving, there is an old saying that comes to mind. Give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day. Teach a man to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. This old proverb is such a great reminder to us as teachers. Our job is not to just tell students information, but to provide them with opportunities to solve problems. And once they have the skills to solve these problems, they will hopefully be able to use those skills later in life to solve further problems. Problem solving is a process. It's an ongoing activity in which we take what we know to discover what we don't know. It involves overcoming obstacles by generating a hypothesis, testing predictions and arriving at a satisfactory solution. Problem-solving skills are needed in all areas of life, and problem-solving in the classroom helps prepare students for dealing with problems in real-life situations. The ability to critically analyse a problem, map out possibilities, and then prepare a workable solution is one of the most valuable skills that one can acquire in life. But problem-solving skills do not necessarily develop naturally, and therefore, they need to be explicitly taught. And this is where our job as teachers is so important. We need to be explicitly teaching a model of problem solving and also the attitudes that go with it. This includes attitudes such as resilience and persistence and how to follow a method or a structure. Where possible, providing real-life problems will help students see how the problem-solving skills that they are learning apply to the world beyond the classroom. And teachers should encourage students to think about their thinking. We call this metacognition. When it comes to the research behind the use of problem-solving as a teaching technique, John Hattie, who we often recognise on this program, Uh, who has done great research into effective teaching methods, puts problem-solving teaching at an effect size of 0.67, remembering that anything above 0.4 is considered greater than one year's growth for one year's input. In essence, this means that teaching that provides students with opportunities to solve problems is highly effective. As always on That Teacher Podcast, we don't want to just talk about pedagogical practices, but we want to provide our listeners with some strategies to be able to enhance these practices in their classrooms. The following ideas are a great starting point for increasing the use of problem solving in your classroom. The first thing we want to make sure that we have in our classrooms to enhance problem solving is creating a positive classroom environment. Problem-solving ideas need to be shared and validated by others in a supportive classroom. The classroom must be a place where students feel safe to share ideas. 
and teachers need to allow for flexibility and create norms that promote problem solving. Part of a positive classroom environment is allowing room for mistakes. Mistakes are essential for student learning and they are part of the problem solving process. Students need to be comfortable with making mistakes and using these as an opportunity to learn and move forward. Students need to be encouraged to voice their ideas and have the rule that no idea is a silly idea. Even the silliest idea, if analysed and built upon, can bear fruit. And as teachers, we need to link errors to misconceptions and correct them as soon as possible. And then we need to teach the students how to do this so that they can learn from their mistakes. We need to normalise the trouble and the struggle of problem solving in the classroom by naming it, acknowledging it and calling it what it is. It's a sign that we're growing. And the goal is for students to accept challenge and failure as a chance to grow and do better. Another really important idea when it comes to problem solving is to give students time to ask questions and also ask questions of the students. Intentionally design lessons that allow for wondering and exploration. When students take ownership of their own learning, confidence can result. Curiosity is an important part of learning and students' interest is a great place to start. Try to promote problem solving by stepping into the student's viewpoint to find what motivates them and encourage students to ask questions such as what, why and how to help them understand the problem fully. Once a problem has been established in your classroom, you can also use collaborative practices to solve the classroom's problem. Working collaboratively encourages and broadens problem-solving skills and it also teaches students to suspend judgment of others and their ideas and to see ideas from a different perspective or a different point of view. It's essential to model this to students so that they can effectively discuss the merits of ideas without judging or upsetting the person who thought of the idea. It is important to remember that we actually have to teach problem-solving skills explicitly. Problem-solving skills need to be modelled to the students using real-life problems wherever possible. Modelling and providing opportunities for students to practice learning how and when and why to use each strategy so that they can become self-directed learners. Before providing a problem to the class to solve, it's so important to consider, have I explicitly taught the skills that the students are going to need in order to solve this problem? Our job as teachers is to set up students for success rather than failure. Explicitly teaching the skills required for problem solving will set the students up for greater success and lead to greater confidence. Part of teaching students about problem solving is also teaching them reflective practice. It's so important that students learn how to reflect on what they did, where they went right, where they went wrong, and how they can improve for next time. As students go about solving problems, it's so important that as teachers, we are sensitive and encouraging throughout the process. We also need to be extremely patient. When working on new problems, students may initially be unsure of themselves. They may even want to give up. 
It is therefore vital that as teachers, we guide, encourage, and provide positive reinforcement to students. But it's so important too that we don't give them the answer. We need to allow the student to work through the modelled problem-solving process and let them realise that the process is more important than the instant answer. Having a step-by-step model for problem-solving can be a great way to help students see what they need to do to solve a problem. The model that we use at our school is an eight-step model that provides a simple framework for students to follow. And this is something that you can create and have in your room for easy reference. For our school, the model goes like this. Step one, define the problem. What's going on? Can I break it down into smaller parts that are more manageable? Step two, set some goals. Focus on the steps that you can take to resolve things. Step three, brainstorm possible solutions. Be creative and come up with as many solutions as possible and keep an open mind. Step four, rule out any obvious poor options. Evaluate your list and rule out any unhelpful or unrealistic ones. Step five, examine the consequences. Go through the options that you have left and list the pros and cons for each. Step six, identify the best solutions. Look at the options and pick out the ones that are most practical and helpful. There might be one obvious solution or a combination of ideas might work. Step seven is to put your solutions into practice. Have faith in yourself and make a commitment to try out one of your solutions. Be patient and persistent. And step eight, ask yourself, how did it go? Reflect, what happened when you tried it out? If it didn't work, try another solution. Think about the strategies that you are using and what is working. Is there a better solution? What did you learn from doing this activity? Using activities that provide opportunity for problem solving is a highly effective teaching practice. And I would encourage any teachers who are listening to this to look for ways that you can use problem solving in your classroom. Remember to explicitly teach the skills that the students are going to need to solve the problem. Think about ways that students can collaborate and provide a framework for students to follow so that they have a scaffold to use for their problem solving. We want to thank you for joining us today for episode 13 of That Teacher Podcast. It's been so great to have your company as we unpack how teachers can increase the use of problem solving in their classrooms. We would encourage you to subscribe to That Teacher Podcast on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Facebook where there is a That Teacher Podcast page. It is a great privilege to provide the content of this show for teachers around the world. We want to thank you again for joining us and we hope that you'll join us again next time on That Teacher Podcast.